1: erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator join me as i uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world that ours is not a loving god and we are not its favored children the heresies of radolf Buntwine. coming january 2nd wherever podcasts are available hey everybody welcome to the
2: dungeon cast i'm will i'm brian This is the podcast where we talk about everything Dungeons & Dragons, from rigorous rampages to raucous rages. And today, we're talking about the yourselves I cast
1: Fireball.
0: Dungeon Cast. Hey Brian. Hey Will. How you doing today? I'm, I'm killing it. I'm ready to learn about the lore of the Dungeons and Dragons multiverse. Okay well today we're talking about another uh, d d original the Ramoraz
2: and before we get into it I do you know anything about the Ramoraz? Have you heard of the Ramoraz?
0: I have heard of the remoraz in like just probably passing. I don't know. I I feel like when you do a Dungeons and Dragons show long enough, like even when you don't know anything, eventually you are going to hear like the terms of of most things get passed around. Right. Um. I think it's something like that. But okay. uh, upon opening the stat block, which is going to be my duty to read, mm-hmm. I was uh, I was shocked, <laughs> taken aback to to see what this <laughs> creature looked like. Definitely. <laughs> Indeed, I was not so, expecting
2: that. The remoras, also known as, uh, is also known as the polar worm. Um, from beneath the snow and ice, bursts a remoras in a cloud of steam. Its body pulsing with internal fire, wing-like fins flare from the back of the creature's head, and its wide mouth brooms with jagged teeth. This Arctic Apex Predator is utterly bizarre, and unlike any other creature I can name or liken it to, it also doesn't seem to have any ancient mythological origins or influences, and it has been noted that the most likely outside influence on the creature's creation came from the monsters in the novels of Robert E. Howard, the writer of Conan the Barbarian and protege of H.P. Lovecraft. Mm. As for who created the Rimmeras. Well, that is sort of up for debate as well, with shared credit going to Errol Otis and Rob Kuntz, who illustrated and wrote respectively for D&D in the early days. Um, Regardless, this horrifying monstrosity should strike fear into the hearts of your players and make any of them think twice about venturing out into the Arctic Wastes and becoming the stars of their very own creature feature film, where they are hunted down and devoured never to be seen again. So let's get
0: into it. Tremors, I don't know what tremors they're on, but it sounds like Tremors like five, like yeah, ice tremors,
2: tremors. Tremors five, ice tremors.
0: Get um, get ass blasted.
2: <laughs> I love the original Tremors, by the way. I that's a fantastic movie.
0: It's a pretty solid flick. Um, I love it. Tremors Tremors 3 is sus. I don't remember enjoying any of the sequels. <laughs> I mean, how many how I feel like they did all the tricks in the first one, you know? Like get yeah. on top of the buildings. Yeah. Right, right, Oh, shit, it's not working. Sorry, spoilers (laughs) for Tremors, an ancient sci-fi movie. It's
2: fantastic. Um, Weighing in at more than 10,000 pounds, the Remoraz resembles an enormous hard-shelled worm or centipede with dozens of insectoid legs, faceted eyes, and a wide mouth rim with jagged teeth. The back of its head bristles with a pair of wing-like fins that stretch roughly quarterway quarter way down their 20-foot long bodies. They are whitish-blue in color but are offset by protrusions on their back that pulse with a reddish glow from the massive amount of heat their bodies produce. Each segment of the monstrosity consists of a central core or body cavity where the digestive organs are located, surrounded by a network of terrifically strong muscles linked by corded nerves, all sheathed by the worm's rock-hard external insulation and armor. Each segment is supported by a pair of flexible legs covered in similar segmented armor. Each leg ending in a foot consisting of a large suction pad and two iron-hard toe talons. These talons serve to propel the ramoraz across the most slippery ice of glaciers, where the creature prefers to layer. The wings of a ramoraz, oh the, oh, god! My notes. Uh, the wings of a Ramirez aid in stability while rearing and lunging, and rarely while slipping and falling and in regulating body heat as well but they cannot lift the entire body of the worm a remoras cannot fly the remoras can only raise its head and neck with the aid of these wings
0: oh my gosh i was going to say this this thing sounds so buff like oh yeah rock it's hard buff. abs like super <laughs> good legs and then it's like eh, it's got wings but they suck <laughs> Oh, well, no oh, the, wings. <laughs> okay. the wings the wings help <laughs> it lift its extremely heavy upper body so it needs like that. uh, Yeah, that, that's, like, it's so buff until, like, that point, and then it, it's it got to use its wings to just, like, stand, sort of.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, as Arctic Apex Predators, Remoraz live, by the way, um, halfway through his notes, I realize that the plural for uh, a Remoraz is still just Remoraz. So like you'll you as a reader of my notes will see that I wrote remorazes for like the first like seven paragraphs, <laughs> but then for the back half I changed it to just remoraz. And I just told myself I'd mentally make a note of it, and now I'm yeah. drawing attention to it. And now we're gonna move on.
0: So, so just for anybody on Patreon that gets to like read these notes and listen to episodes, I mean you probably have to read them after the fact, but like, there just know that.
2: <laughs> yeah, indeed. Does so Arctic apex predators remoras live exclusively in Arctic climates, preying on elk, polar bears, and other creatures sharing their territory? They are very aggressive predators that will devour any animal matter, including humanoids. Uh, they have even been known to attack and devour frost giants. I was going to um, say, yep. Yeah. They can tolerate. They cannot tolerate warm weather, though, having adapted to the cold by generating a furnace-like heat within their bodies. Romeraz use their immense eternal heat to burrow through ice and rock of their Arctic homes. When hunting, they burrow deep below the snow and ice and lie in wait for the faint vibrations created by a creature moving above them. So, yes, very much like tremors. Um, (laughs) Then attack from below and surprise their prey, like tremors. (laughs) Well, hidden under the tundra, they can lower their body temperature so that the ice and snow around them remains unmelted. That's not
0: like tremors in any way. That's not like tremors. Well, wait, hang on. While hidden under the tundra, they can lower their body temperature. Yeah, I don't yeah. know about that. Is there yeah. something, is there some Tremors Deep Cut where they're like, they do something <laughs> with their internal body temp, though? I don't know. I feel like know. in the third I, I, one for sure, because they're like firing maybe. a jet out of their asshole. And that's why they call them I, ass blasters.
2: I don't, I don't remember Tremors 3. I'm sorry, but now I want to go watch it.
0: Um, Tremors 2 is called Aftershocks. That's a great title. That is a great I do not title. think that's a good... Oh, dude, yes! Tremors was made in 1990.
2: Yes, Tremors from you the 1990s. You remember the movie Tremors from the 1990s?
0: Indeed. <laughs> the so, series of movies, Tremors. The third one doesn't come out till 2001, though.
2: Oh, that's, that's a travesty.
0: Um, yeah. Remoraz have an average hunting range of up to 60 miles. They
2: range all over cold regions when hunting, often wandering far from their layers. for if they remained in a small area, food there would soon become exhausted. If food is scarce, remoras sometimes come down off of the high glaciers into the tundra and even to the edge of muskeg regions to hunt. With the exception of mates and mothers and their young, remoras hunt and layer alone. These creatures will only just barely tolerate the presence of other remoras in their hunting grounds, with the exception where most game has been hunted to extinction. Then they'll actually fight each other.
0: That's a lot like the carry-on crawler. A lot like the carry-on
2: crawler. And that was my initial thought.
0: Okay, so when
2: excited by easy prey or angered by prey that eludes it, seems formidable, challenges it, or causes it pain, a rhemoraz <laughs> will co- a will cause its back protrusions, the blunt uh, horns or projections on its back, uh, to become extremely extremely hot by conducting the worm's internal digestive heat by means of internally produced and circulated fluids. This chemical, which is known as thrim, is released from its two stomachs and pumped at great pressure into it it's insulated back horns. When in this state, simply touching or standing within five feet of a rumoraz can cause fire damage. A mm. rumorez a does not gain or lose heat through its feet or body armor unless the body armor has been broken, except through its back protrusions, of course.
0: Oh man, so as you beat the crap out of this thing, it could like be you could probably wreck or not wreck on it, but like role play it to have like fire or, like, heat of some kind, like, coming out of its broken, like, carapace? Yeah, I would definitely
2: do that. I think another thing, too, is, like, so 4th Edition had this really cool thing where uh, half, when you got down to half HP, you were considered bloodied. And there was a lot of monsters that, like, becoming bloodied would trigger a thing to happen. And I would love to flavor a at 5e where when you bloody it, it, like, goes into full rage mode, and, like, a burst of massive heat goes off and everyone needs to make a constitution save not to take extra fire damage that turn.
0: Yeah, that's fucking cool. Like, uh, like bosses and platformers, when you get them to half health, they start changing their attack patterns. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. Or
2: even on, in, in turn-based RPGs, a lot of times bosses, when you get them down to half-life, something happens. Like, I know that's the inner video gamer in me, but I just think it's fucking
0: cool. It um, is cool. I, I think that's cool. It's like, uh, like the adren- like the reality of this fight is setting in for this boss. They're starting to take you seriously. Right, exactly. It's a, let, me, like take a off. Me, let me take me off these ins- weights. Yeah, or like you <laughs> da- fucking rock Lee you. Uh, or you damage <laughs> it in such a way, like in this instance, like because you damage this creature in this way, it's going to have this effect on the environment because that's right. the nature of this beast. Yeah, so I'm taking absolutely. it that these, um, these creatures kind of like, I don't know like what the... Expanse of the tundra is like in mm-hmm. certain D and D worlds, but I imagine these things are staying away from white dragons. Um, it just depends, uh, honestly. uh
2: There's a bit of a rivalry in this area because, like, uh, a white dragon not ready for it or maybe not uh, mature enough, it's gonna get fucking rocked by a remoras.
0: Oh no, shit. Okay. Yeah, these
2: things are fucking powerful. So, uh, nice. I mean, remoras can eat young white dragons. Plus, like. Uh, Remoraz got like that heat thing going on like they're good against they're gonna resist all the cold shit a, a white dragon can do so like I, it's not so much that I don't think white dragons live in fear of Remoraz but like they are just they don't want to fucking deal with one if they don't have to
0: yeah because they, they're doing the same this thing like this burrowing thing I remember white dragons kind of like burrowing sometimes and like emerging to like attack yeah burn. yeah they do that's interesting okay well, that's kind of cool uh, one cool thing that I was thinking of right
2: now is, like, I can imagine, like, you get into a fight where the Remora is, like, out on the plains or whatever. I just picture, like, this big epic fight. And when it's done, like, so much heat and shit popped off that, like, I just picture, like, the adventurers, like, looking up from their fight and realizing that they have sunken down, like, 40 feet into this bank. And are just, like, oh. they yeah, until they reach, like, the actual stone ground beneath it. And, you know, they're just surrounded. Like, there's this... Crater of melted ice and snow, and at the bottom, which is the Remrez body and the adventurers who barely took it down.
0: I know, right? Like all of a sudden, you're in like a fucking puddle. Like, yeah, it's oh, the big, the
2: biggest puddle, the um, biggest puddle. <laughs> that <laughs> one being might said, call big
0: puddles uh, lakes.
2: One or might, perhaps, a pond. One might, um, but we'll have to talk more about that after the short rest. Indeed. <laughs>
0: Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at Shopify.com slash DungeonCast, all lowercase. Go to Shopify.com slash DungeonCast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash DungeonCast.
1: Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the role of the dice. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it ah. eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. Hey,
0: everybody, be sure to check out Super, Super Quest, Quest Saga, Saga, a
2: future fantasy 5th edition DD actual play podcast, home brewed and dungeon mastered by yours truly, me set in space. And
0: I play in it, along with your special guest, Jake, and friend of the show, Josh Freeland.
2: You can find it on YouTube, iTunes, or anywhere else you can get your podcasts.
0: Super Quest Saga! We've returned. Indeed we have. We're fucking back. We're at it. Once more. Goddamn, damn, Zogonzo.
2: And it's time to talk more about the Remraz and their three life states. So, okay. remoras have three life states: dormant, cold, and heated. Since remoras can burn up the energy provided by a large meal in just a few hours of tunneling, moving, or fighting, they spend much of their time in either a dormant or cold state. Uh, dormant being a very sluggish, economical condition, and cold being active without heating the back protrusions. Uh, remoras are always eager to eat since they are active in proportion to how much they consume. Because of their metabolism, polar worms make ambush their primary hunting mode and only occasionally travel in search of prey. And Ramirez will lay in wait along a well-traveled road in a cold state. When prey is sighted, the Ramirez heats its back protrusions, then attacks. Ramirez lie dormant through periods when prey is scarce, spending at least one day in five uh, dormant in any case. Dormant periods are always spent in the lair. Given steady food, a has amazing regenerative abilities, though, and can regenerate a completely lost pair of legs in 20 days or so, and lesser damage can be uh, healed in half the time.
0: That's cool. Um, I like the, like, fucking Cyndaquil shit it's got going on. Like, time to fucking turn up. It does.
2: It's got a Cyndaquil thing going on. A Typhlosion thing, if you will.
0: Yeah, is that going to help it? Like, I'm sure that helps it with its burrowing, like, moving through the ice.
2: Yeah, that's the main function for it. Um all the uh, other stuff is really just uh icing on top, you know.
0: For sure. Okay. Yeah.
2: But I will say it helps them immensely against frost giants who can't handle heat, so.
0: Right, and th- we were saying about the white dragon too, like uh yeah. this is probably I'm taking it, this is one of the apex predators of these regions. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah,
2: like the only thing that challenges this uh is either a really big settlement of frost giants that can like kind of like keep these guys under control or um a really uh mature and well established white dragon like anything else is just not going to measure up in this area like god
0: i'm sure sure since these creatures like um just sort of lie in wait um there must be some way to to test for that like maybe um (laughs) i hate to say it but like if if frost giants have like a pack of animals that they're just going to like send out ahead of them oh yeah
2: like a canary in a cage
0: yeah, almost like we're going to we're going to just kind of like let the dogs out in front while we go on this like merchant journey and then if like they get eaten, we they we're good. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. Yeah, I could see we, them like, yeah, let the dire wolves out first. Um
2: I will say we talked about this a bit in the Frost Giants episode, but like there is there is a sense of like of a mark of of passage for like the ultimate champions amongst Frost Giant kind where they go out and try and hunt a ramaraz to kill with their bare hands. Oh man. Um, so like that is a thing. The stats don't really measure up for it cuz I feel like a Frost Giant get, would get rocked by one of these guys. But maybe it's more like they they fight a young Ramraz rather than a fully grown
0: adult one cuz dear god. Yeah, it's hard. I'm I'm taking it for a Frost Giant. They're not very smart. It's probably hard to find. They're like yeah, uh, they're like trying to be predator but bad. Right,
2: exactly. <laughs> so, a Remoras's lair usually consists of a number of large, smoothly rounded tunnels in ice and snow or rock, gradually descending into a large central chamber. Tunnels in ice and snow will the, the tunnels in the ice and snow will be very slippery as the Remoras's hot back repeatedly melts the snow, leaving it to refreeze. Um, with its numerous hard feet, the Remoras moves at full speed on sheer ice and has no problems in its own lair and tunnel complex. The central chamber is only about twice the width and length of the Remoraz itself, while the central chamber of a nesting pair is about twice the size of that and may even contain icy stalactites from the ceiling. Uh, Remoraz have no use for treasure as we know it. Any treasure found will consist of belongings left behind by devoured prey, either scattered about the icy waste or on the floor of the Remoraz's lair. Such treasure rarely consists of arms or armor since these are usually destroyed or lost in combat and will never be anything that cannot survive the extreme cold and inadvertent pummeling uh, by the Ramirez's constant traveling over it. A Ramirez will take prey into its lair only when it is threatened by a storm or by other predators, if its meal is threatened by other smaller predators too nimble or too numerous for the polar worm to slay, or if it is a male feeding, a nesting female, or a female hunting
0: with its young. So this, this last section was super important for a question I had earlier, which was like, okay. like I don't know if I said it out loud or not, though. But like finding one of these things seemed mm-hmm. difficult, like that thing with the dogs. But yeah. you could also like kind of know you're in a territory of one of these things by like the way the ice is, right? Like if it's got a um, certain smooth, like, you know, it's a worm. So it's going to be moving in like a certain pattern. That's when you're in its lair. That it's going to have that okay. weirdness. I was yeah. thinking like some of the surface areas of where it's like traveling more often, like you might be in its I mean, its I arena. think,
2: yeah, it it will leave signs. And if you are like a ranger or somebody who knows how to look for those signs, you're going to see them fairly obviously. Like, oh shit, there's a Remoraz that makes this territory its home. Yeah. But like, as for like telling it it's nearby right now, you're probably not going to get that. And then um, if you see some tunnels in... In a big ice boulder and they're like super extra smooth and you could be like, oh, shit, this is its lair. Let's get the hell out of here kind of deal.
0: Yeah, that's that's more I was saying. Like, and I, I understand not being a, The whole point of it is not being able to fucking like find this thing. Right. Like, yeah, it's, that's it's kind of a great
2: hunter. Yeah, exactly. So remoras mate in the late summer and stay together for two months before departing to live solitary existences. Um, they mate only in glacial tunnels, tunnels and icy caverns when food is plentiful. Uh, Ramirez of different sexes will instinctively wander out uh, of their own normal ranges and seek one another out, establishing a nesting lair after they meet. They signal their presence at such rutting times by great Mm. mournful roars, sounding at times like great wolves, and repeatedly rearing up and flapping their vestigial wings to attract notice.
0: Jeez. (laughs) Aw, man. Remoras, like the moonlight behind them, flapping their wings. <laughs> <Indeed.
1: laughs>
0: Rawr, mate
2: us. every year, but can produce offspring only three or four times in a lifetime. The female lays a clutch of one or two gray-blue eggs, remaining with eggs at all times, coiling around them to keep them warm. If the eggs are left in the freezing cold for only one minute, they will never hatch young remoras. During this gestation period, the developing young change from helpless soft worms to miniature remoraz and eat their way around the thick nutrient walls of their own eggs to freedom. The young stay in the nesting layer for approximately four months after hatching. Afterwards, the young remor- remoraz are driven forth from their
0: lair by their mother to fend for themselves. Man, that's super tricky. Like, you really have to, st- like, one minute of just not attending to the egg is enough to make it bad.
2: Yeah, which is why she stays there the whole time, and then the male brings food to her.
0: Yeah, that's cool. Are they doing, like, the bird thing? Or is it just, like, I killed this thing and didn't eat it. Here it is. Um, I think it's just
2: I killed this thing and didn't eat it. Here it is. <laughs>
0: you don't think they're vomiting into each other's mouths?
2: No. Uh, God, that's so disgusting. <laughs> okay. Please, move. on. what birds do. That's what birds do. Uh, what bird yeah, do. but that's what birds do to their young. Like, this is the male bringing the female who's coiled around the eggs' food.
0: I mean, it's happening.
2: Remoras no, females not. are ge- remoras females are generally <laughs> larger than males, but they are otherwise identical in powers and appearance. Remoras have average lifespans of about thirty years, so they live a pretty long time.
0: That's pretty good. Um, yeah,
2: yeah. Frost giant, not super long, but I don't know. When I think of like a wild animal, thirty years is is a long time. So.
0: How long do bears live? These these things remind me of giant giant worm shaped bears. Sure. <laughs> um, I don't They're know. Like if I, I
2: mean, I'm just going to randomly guess to say a bear probably out in the wilds living about 15 years. I don't know.
0: How long bear live, Google? Are you how actually love, looking up? How long does bear love? It said forever. <laughs> when a bear loves, <laughs> it's forever.
2: Okay, well, you look that up. I'm going to move on in the notes. Let um, me go with
0: the most. Like I'm going to go with polar bear here.
2: Okay, sure. Um, I guess I'll wait for you.
0: It changed... Polar bear lifespan. It changed my search query. Lifespan. Oh, it said lovespan. Polar bears are forever, too. 30 years. <laughs> polar bears live for 30 years.
2: Oh, there you have it. So there it is. 25 They're just a big worm-shaped bear.
1: Um, They're
0: just a big worm-shaped bear, as you heard it on the Dungeon Cast.
2: Frost giant hunters are famous for scaring the icy waste for Remoraz nests and eggs. The giants prize young Remorazes, which can be trained from hatchling to obey commands and guard the giant's icy citadels. Um, their eggs are also highly valued at 500 gold pieces an egg and are eagerly sought by traders and merchants of exotic
0: goods. Um, final so there's been a fact. couple things now that have been listed that are like super worth. Um, so, like this thing has really hard armor, right, mm-hmm. on yeah, its body, yeah. and it that'd has be cool. that.
2: Uh, remoras uh, like a, a body, uh, a suit of armor made of remoras hide. That'd be cool.
0: That would be sick. Like if you're a, mm-hmm. like an ice barbarian, like yeah, that'd be you super know, dope. Mm-hmm. I guess they called tundra. Um, what's that elemental barbarian? They, oh, they the have storm.
2: To... The storm herald barbarian.
0: Yeah, that one. It, tundra was one of the options. So, like, yes, I was. know you can kind of fluidly change them as you as you progress in levels. But yeah. yeah, you got that. What was it called? The thrim was the juice inside that makes the heat. Yeah, yeah. That that's that seems like something very farmable. And now mm-hmm. now this this five hundred gold piece pieces uh, for an egg.
2: It's pretty yeah, cool. Exactly. Yeah,
0: there's a lot to there's a lot to garner from this monster, like how you would almost raid a uh, raid a dragon's hide. <laughs> yeah. It
2: it is the treasure. Um, I got one <laughs> final fact before we move on to the stat block, and it's just that the in the 3.5 edition monster manual it states that remores have no languages or ability to speak, but in the second edition monstrous manu, manual manual, uh, it claims that remores do have a language, but that the language consists exclusively of roaring, bellowing, and howling. It's nasty. I just thought I just thought it was really funny. I, I don't okay, know why. <laughs> so it,
0: it, like, like almost like whales, I guess. I mean, you know, I like... guess
2: so, but like, it has an intelligence of like four in all editions. So like, it shouldn't really have a language. I just thought it was really funny. Yeah, when does language start? Around like five or six? Uh, is seven. It's got to start seven? around seven, if you ask me. But that's just that's just
0: me. I don't know. Um, yeah. Any other questions before we get into the stat block? Um, I really wanted to do a fun Vegeta joke when you said final final fact. Oh. I was like, we should stand here and charge it up first before we say it and see if the audience <laughs> can block it. But uh, we're past that now. Yeah. You, you fired it far too early. Okay. Let's get into the stat block. Okay. Um, I should have been pulling that up while I was saying that good joke about Vegeta. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I got it. Um, God, this thing is fucking horrendous. Jeez. Yeah, It's
2: very scary. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah like the face of it i think it's because it's in this image like the jaw kind of almost looks dislocated in a way yeah i like, mean this a, is a large this space. is a
2: monster that i would not have to reskin for our sci-fi alien adventure in super Quest saga because it already looks like a fucking alien
0: yeah not like vague walrus no and not like the super vague Quest walrus i had you guys fight yeah uh so we have the remoraz which is a huge monstrosity of unaligned uh that's pretty that tracks uh, mm. Its armor class is 17 natural armor. Its hit points are 195 or 17 d12 plus 85. Mm. Wow. Uh, and then we 80. got a speed of 30 feet with a burrow speed of 20 feet. Hmm. Mm. I kind of feel like that should be flipped almost. Well, I, <laughs> I see what you're saying.
2: It's just, it's hard to burrow. And, you know, not only are they burrowing, but like they are melting and then evaporating water.
0: Yeah. And I, so I, now that I say it out loud, and if I saw these stats flipped, I would have the same complaint. Like, how can you burrow faster than you can walk, idiot? The, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so exactly. it actually kind of makes sense that it's written right. the way it is. <laughs> so, um, we do um large numbers here strength is going to be 24, dex oh, god. 13. Oh. Yeah, that's big, big strength plus seven strength. My god, Fuck. uh, yeah, dex 13, uh, con 21. That's nice, nice con. Yeah, it's big HP. Uh, mm-hmm. Intelligence is a four, like you said. Wisdom is a ten, and charisma is a. F- you want to hazard a guess, Will, at what the charisma is?
2: <laughs> uh, hold on. Okay, before I do, what was its intelligence again? Four. Its charisma is a two. It's a five,
0: but you're right. Oh there. my
2: god, it's got some. It's got some personality to it.
0: <laughs> yeah, it has to be able to do its fucking howl dance to mate. <laughs> Fair enough. That's the bare. You gotta have moment. some charisma for the howl dance. It's going to it's going to swipe. What is it? Swipe right? Is that the good one? I don't know. I don't I've never know, used man. online dating. But Me um,
2: well, that's not true. But anyways, moving on. The
0: the equivalent of it swiping right is um, is like doing this fucking dance. Good. It's gonna sure. it's gonna swipe right at a minus three. I'm just sure. assuming swiping right is the good one. <laughs> um, Damage immunities are cold and fire. You're not gonna get uh, that's crazy. Oh, it's
2: straight immune. It's straight immune. Yeah.
0: This wow. is insane. It's ins- yeah. it's immune to cold and fire at the same time. Yeah.
2: Like, I mean,
0: it's pretty it's badass. A fucking, <laughs> it's a fucking giant... Um, what's the little bear thing that lives in the ice? It's a very, very small microscopic creature.
2: Oh, uh, tar- a tardigrade.
0: A tardigrade. Mm-hmm. This reminds me of the tardigrade. You cannot affect it with temperature. Um, you also yeah, can so affect
2: it... Oh, go ahead. I say, this, this is a white dragon's
1: nightmare.
0: Absolutely. Uh, you also can't affect it with the dark unless it's magical dark, because it has dark, oh, of dark vision of sixty feet. Does it have tremor it also, sense? It also has tremor sense of sixty mm, feet. Nice. And a passive perception of ten, which seems kind of low. Low. <laughs> yeah, but whatever. <laughs> uh, no languages. Languages is dash dash. Um, but yeah, do, t-
2: tell that to the second edition monstrous manual.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. I, I feel like they should be able to like whale, in whale like fashion communicate over long distances through like tremors in the ground. God, with their terrifying, with their raucous howling, um, yeah. maybe not though. Who knows? Uh, let's see. Challenge rating is eleven, very high, seventy-two hundred XP. There are people out there that use XP. They they reached out. They said they, they did. Although I think it was overwhelmingly
2: more along our end where
0: it's not really used. It absolutely was overwhelming. Like you are in the minority, XP people. Good on you. I'm sure it's a. <laughs> I'm sure it's a rewarding system. I yeah, just, I'm sure it's cool. Uh, proficiency bonus is plus four. Now we got the heated body uh, feature. A creature that touches the Remoraz or hits it with a melee attack while within five feet of it takes ten or three D6 fire damage. Nice. So you're you're if you're meleeing this thing, you're gonna pay for it.
2: Yeah, unless you have some sort of fire resistance if you're a tiefling or you got some sort of special armor or amulet.
0: Right, yeah. So or oh, hits it with a melee. This is no this is not a save. This is not this is nothing. No, it's, just, you do it's this super thing, goddamn this high. You're fighting
2: yeah. a lava monster, basically.
0: Right. That's that's essentially what you're doing. Um, yeah. Now we have the actions. We have Bite, which is a melee weapon attack with plus 11 to hit with a reach of 10 feet, which is super cool. It's yeah, another like, carry-on-crawler kind of thing going on. Yeah. Um, one target. It's going to hit for 40 or 6d10 plus 7 piercing damage plus 10 3d6 fire damage. So you're going to be doing roughly 50 damage on yeah. this hit. What was and the challenge
2: rating tar- on this guy again?
0: Uh, 11.
2: Yeah, pretty up there.
0: Uh, so you're also going to get a grapple off of this with an escape DC of 17 um, if the target is a creature. Uh, now, until this grapple ends, the target is restrained and the Remoraz can't bite another target. So that bite is is the best bite I've read, I think, on the show so far. <laughs> it might be. It might be. It's way better than the Beholder Bite, which is just sort of average. Yeah. Um, then we have the Swallow. Uh, the Remoraz is <laughs> nasty. The Remoraz makes one bite attack against a medium or smaller creature. It's grappling. Uh, if the attack hits, the creature takes the bite's damage and uh, and is swallowed, and uh, and the grapple ends. You heard a new kind of grapple after that. an intestinal <laughs> grapple. Right. While Swallowed, the creature is blinded and restrained like I said, and it is total cover against attacks and other effects outside the Remoraz. So you will be safe inside of it, but you're also (laughs) going to take 21 or 66 acid damage at the start of each of the Remoraz's turns. So you'll be immediately digested. Yeah, immediately. Uh, If the Remoraz uh, takes 30 damage or more on a single turn from a creature inside of it, the Remoraz must succeed on a DC 15 constitution saving throw at the end of that turn or regurgitate all swallowed creatures, which yeah. fall prone in a space within 10 feet of the Remoraz. I would assume that is 10 feet out in front of it or whichever way its mouth was pointed. Uh, if the Remoraz dies, a swallowed creature is no longer restrained and it can escape from the corpse using 15 feet of movement, exiting prone.
2: Interesting. So Disgusting, if, if, but interesting.
0: Yeah, if this thing dies, you will know about it <laughs> because it, all of its muscles will stop working. Indeed. And then you can escape. <laughs> so what do you think um,
2: of the Ramorass? What do you think of this monster?
0: This creature is is insane. It's crazy good. It's like a really... Um, th- this is going to be a tough fight for most parties, especially if yeah. you're going to like... I don't know why you would, how you can justify throwing two of these out at once unless they're like mates.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You could do mates. Um, I I thought when you said justify, I was thinking you meant like just so, like what kind of party you could take on two of these?
0: Oh, I mean, like obviously, there a party can deal out four hundred HP of damage, worth yeah. of damage on seventeen AC. But like, I man, this thing, the swallowed thing, uh, is pretty crazy. <laughs> um, yeah, that that's wild. Uh, I, I what do you what do you do to do thirty damage in a single turn uh, from inside this thing? You you pretty much have to be a caster, I think, right?
2: Uh, paladin could could pop it off.
0: Paladin could do it. Paladin's a caster. Action castor. surging
2: fighter might be able to uh, sneak attack rogue. I'm not sure if you could get a sneak attack from inside. Um, uh,
0: you, I would argue you're going to get that sneak attack if you're inside yeah. this thing. Yeah. Um, Guess what? I mean, it's it's arguable. Never saw this coming.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, there are certain classes that are going to be at a disadvantage uh, in that regard. That's that's true. Yeah, like what's um, the ranger
0: going to do inside of this thing? Like, I know Yeah, the, ranger, higher the level. ranger might be one of them for sure, yeah. Um, I, I would say you can't use a range attack inside I, I, of this thing unless it's I a bet spell. you
2: a a bard would be hard pressed to get the fuck out of there too.
0: You know, I think that happened in critical role and spoilers oh, yeah. for season one critical role, but um I'm pretty sure their bard got stuck inside of a guy. And uh, inside get of out. a dragon. <laughs> and uh they big I think they Bigsby's handed their way out. Interesting. Uh so yeah, that big, Bigby's hand could do it. Okay. I guess. Um, um, so my thoughts on
2: this monster, are, this thing's brilliant. I think it's a fucking cool monster and it's super original and it's, it's got a lot of like things you wouldn't think about. Like when you think about fighting an Arctic monster, you're not thinking about fire damage. You know what I mean? No. But in this case you have to. Um,
0: and it makes sense. Why? Yeah. And it was, makes sense. It yeah. make,
2: they make it make sense. It's a really cool idea. Um, I've never really given the rumor as much attention, but, um, it's fucking awesome. I like this monster a lot.
0: Yeah. It's tastefully colored. Uh, yeah, it's got a maybe? cool
2: color. It, it looks horror. It looks truly horrifying. Like legitimately very scary.
0: Yeah, I, I I think this is up there with like dragon level fear for me for sure. Oh, for sure. The centipede legs and the the. It's got enough dragon and bug things going on to make me terrified. It does. It.
2: it really does. It's a big okay. dragon bug. It's like a big. It, it a looks big like a big dragon bug. bug now that I'm looking at it. Yeah, in a lot of ways it does. Um, I think oh, we can mouth. get ready for a long rest though.
0: No wonder it's gonna swallow you. Uh, yeah, let's do it let get rid of that right, let's long day.: it. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the long rest where we're building our beholder in the year, this fine year of the beholder. Mm-hmm. Uh, e- aging like wine as we create these monstrosities. So uh, let's see what we got here. The remoras, huh? Okay, what are we gonna do, Will? What's it gonna look like? What's the feature? Um,
2: so the feature I picked from our remoras is the wings that are behind the head of the remoras. We're gonna give uh, these fin-like wings to our beholder, and basically, I picture them kind of wrapping around like the how do I like the upper the upper part of the of the beholder orb, and kind of like like almost like a reptilian crest kind of resting like a halo between, in, a, like,
0: in a like a halo in a Renaissance painting
2: kinda um <laughs> and it uh basically kind of dividing up the tentacles so like we'll have like a few tentacles on one side a few on the other a few on the other and a few on the other so yeah hey
0: so uh i, I want to ask is this like one solid piece that's kind of like making a big like turning this beholder into like a satellite almost kind of on the top part or is no, it like each a no, tentacle it, it, has it, a set of wings
2: on it no no no, not the tentacle. The orb itself has has the wings.
0: Like, Where are they? I'm I'm having trouble picturing this.
2: Okay, so let's pull up a rameraz real quick. I got it. Um so yeah, these things are gonna like be on the side, the upper sides of the beholder's head for lack of
0: a better. Oh term. I see. So they're just they're they're so instead of on this like long worm body, uh-huh. they'll be on the spherical body. Yeah. Which is in the same sort of fashion. There'll be like two
2: fan like frills.
0: They almost kind of they almost kind of remind me of fucking nasty butterfly wings. Now I love this.
2: Yes, exactly. Very much so. <laughs> okay,
0: so for the beam, um, fuck that shit. It's gonna just have a mouth. <laughs> this is not a beam. This is a. Uh, this is a, a devouring. Tentacle. I guess it should be. Str- yeah, it's gonna be a devouring tentacle. It has room for one person, and it'll just start. Uh, it'll do the bite swallow combo um, if you're too close. So I guess if you're within uh, ten feet of the beholder. Uh, you'll have to make, let's see. I guess it'll just grapple you with this hit. It's literally, I'm just going to lift the bite and swallow off. Of yeah, the that's how I would
2: do it. I would, it would just be the same attack.
0: Yep. So you got to make, you got to do 30 or more damage from inside that, that tentacle or spider arm or whatever it is mm-hmm. <laughs> to get the hell out. The beholder will do a, a DC 15 con save. God, that's horrifying. That's so scary. God, You have to do the 30 damage and it has to it has to fail the save. Yeah, yeah, and then yep, you just yep. get vomed.
2: hmm It's true.
0: Yeah. Um. There weren't too many options for us with the like. This is a great creature, but it's pretty streamlined in what it can do. Yeah, very straightforward. So, but I'm happy with our choices. Um. Anything you want to add before we call it a game? Um. Check out our uh, social media, Instagram and Twitter, for our latest contest to win, uh, Van Richten's Guide to. I did the same thing. What Ravenloch, the fuck is this place man. called? It's Ravenloch. the
2: easiest part of it to remember.
0: <laughs> I know the Van Richten part. You think would be be harder, but yeah. now that seems to be what's been cemented, right? Uh, so, so there it is. On Twitter, you just share a link to our show, one of our shows, anything you like, Super Quest Saga, DD Five, or your favorite episode of the Dungeon Cast with the hashtag Dungeon Cast. Mm-hmm. That will be found, and a, a random winner will be selected. And on Instagram. Uh, find the post associated with the contest. Make sure you're following these accounts, obviously, but then like the post and start tagging people in the comments. One tag equals one entry per comment. And you, if they're doing an all art version of this book, that is the one you will win. Uh, mm-hmm. If they're not, then you'll get the basic. I've only seen the basic, so I don't I don't actually know if they're going to do an all art. There is an all art, um, and it does look good. Oh, okay, cool. Then, yeah, those, we'll be giving away two different copies, one for each social media account, so... Get in your entries and help spread the word about the Dungeon Cast. We really appreciate it. Um, leave an iTunes review. Do all that stuff. It really helps us out. If you leave like YouTube comments and hit the like, subscribe, hit the bell, all that stuff that everybody always tells you to do. There's a reason that everybody's always telling you to do it. So if you're a fan of this show and you like what we do, please help us out. You can also help us out by going to patreon.com slash the Dungeon Cast. And you can check us out there with all our cool bonus content. We'll be shouting out patrons in another few episodes. But you can get early episodes, stuff like the Dungeon Chats, which is a whole different podcast, and the Flashbang of Surgeon, which is a whole different live play podcast. All our original music, OST, uh, it's all there. Um, Indeed. Uh, exclusive merch. Hell yeah. Lots of stuff. Lots of stuff. <laughs> stuff, stuff I can't even mention in one sit-down anymore uh, because there's so much of it there. And we update it when we can. You can also read Will's episode notes, which I think we mentioned earlier on in this episode. Um, we just kind of update it as we as we are able to. So yeah, thanks a lot, guys. I think from there we can call it a game. Yeah, let's call it a game. We'll talk to you guys later. All right, bye, everyone.